This is the iRacers Lounge, featuring the latest iRacing news, driver interviews, race reviews, opinions, discussions, rumors, and more. Now here's Alan Fajari and Mike Ellis. Welcome to the iRacers Lounge. I'm your host, Alan Pajari. iRacers Lounge is a podcast for the iRacer, where we talk all things iRacing in a casual setting. Now today we got a big show. We have a new release coming out Tuesday. And so uh, with me here, we have uh, Carlos Fonseca and Mike Ellis. Hi. All right. And so uh, we don't have any uh, guests, So, but we got we got a lot of stuff to talk about. So uh, let's just kind of get into it. Um, iRacing uh, announced uh, what they were going to have in their release uh, this coming Tuesday. Uh, and... Uh, a lot of good stuff in here, so uh, let's just kind of run down some of the things and uh, and we'll just uh, discuss them. Uh, first thing I want to mention is that uh, they will have a new car tracks, tech tracks pages have been simplified, no more of a storefront and informational page. Um, so that's the website you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, we're going to... Yep, we're going to look at the website. So, so anyway, they got a new storefront. Actually, that isn't where I want to start. I want to start off. New race panel is now more descriptive about where it's registering and sending users in official sessions, as well as more aware of registration status after a session has ended. That's so, what I've been asking for, right? Where it tells me how much time until the race starts. Yeah, I, I think we've uh, we've always heard of people have their little clocks next to them and stuff now because they they. You know, because they want to be able to tell exactly when it's going to start. Because when you're, when you get uh, entering the practice, you can see how many registers there are, which is nice. But you really don't have any kind of countdown timer of actually when it's either going to switch it to the race session or you got to click on the race button. Right. Well, I, what I'm talking about is I don't do the practice before the race. I wait until the race starts. Uh, the, and, but there's no clock there on the website that shows, okay, you have 10 minutes left or whatever. Yeah, so do you think it's whatever? Yeah. So do you think it's going to be there or do you think it's going to be, I think it's when you're both. doing the practice or both? Uh, what I read was, uh, it'll be in the practice. It'll be a timer as well as on the website. That's the way I read it. Okay. Well, that should be a, an interesting thing. I actually, I'm looking forward to seeing what they have there. I would love it. Just a countdown timer. Let me know uh, when that's going to be. And the uh, other there. thing is, is when I'm sitting there waiting for that race, I look at the website and it just says join practice. It doesn't say I'm registered with anything. It doesn't. It's very confusing, actually. So, what I think this means is they're going to address some of that. I'm I'm very curious to how it looks. Yeah. So, hopefully, they did they did things where people are less confused and. And be able to tell whether you're in the practice, not in the practice, or just sitting there waiting, you know. So that's good. Yep. Uh, another thing I want to point out is they added a new team series stats page to show team rankings and official team series, which to me is huge. Yeah, before I, I've always struggled with how do you even look up your stats on these team races? Well, that was the problem before is they didn't because, you know, as you know, I've been doing some of the endurance races and it shows 
uh, me and my teammate as individual racers, it doesn't show us as a team. And so, you know, there was actually someone who who kept a spreadsheet of the teams, which was nice. You know, we really didn't. That shouldn't have to be done. I racing should have be able to have that ability. And of course, now with the the new endurance series and the qualifying coming up here in season four, uh, that makes that more important. So I'm actually glad to see that. Yeah, I was wondering how they were going to track it. So good point. Um, another thing that they have done is they've added the ability to set and preview. I don't know about the preview part. Custom track conditions. So that's the settings for which we will get into heavily here later for the new dynamic track feature in the hosted sessions as well as test mode. Now, one thing, Alan, is the release notes were yesterday afternoon, but all throughout this week, they've been releasing information about the build uh, on Facebook and Twitter, YouTube, little short videos and different things. And there's been some screenshots of what you just described where there's a slider on the website of how much rubber you want on the track or not want, so to speak, and uh, uh, before you enter the room or the practice. Yeah, it should be actually kind of cool. Um, so, you know, Tuesday right after I get the update, that's probably the first thing I'm going to do is set the thing to full rubber or whatever on a track and give it a shot. Yeah, very interesting. So, yeah, more changes to the website uh, for the new functionality. Yeah, it should look pretty cool. Um, but then we'll we'll just see on how all this stuff works. I'm actually really looking forward to it. Uh, they modified the member site to help Windows 10 um, Edge users to get iRacing running. So uh, has anybody tried the Windows 10 head problems with this? I have Windows 10 on another machine, but no, I haven't tried it with iRacing. I've read though that the if you're using the Edge browser, it won't it wouldn't launch it unless you did certain things. Uh, so people were just advised to use Chrome or Firefox, but it, apparently they've uh, they're adding support for Edge. Okay, and uh, let's see the. Uh... Uh, one of the things that I that I like that they did is they added a preference that remembers its state and leagues, like where you can show only my leagues, which I'm actually happy about because, you know, I don't like actually looking at the whole list of leagues when I'm just looking for looking at the leagues that uh, I run into, you know, or run with. I really don't uh, necessarily care about all those other leagues. A lot of them not even around. They just happen to be a league there. So, um that's that's actually nice. One less click, right? One less click. First world problems. All right, so now let's get into some of the real important stuff. Uh, iRacing is going to be releasing a easy anti-cheat method. Um, iRacing is uh, contracted with a software and i'm just kind of looking for it. it's called easy anti-cheat and they're going to be uh, integrating in with that um, piece of software and so this is going to be checking for uh, any kind of files i assume that are not the uh, correct files um, yeah the, and it's a third-party company 
and this is the first time they've done this where they've they've brought in somebody else and and they've notifying us because when the build comes Tuesday, you're going to be installing this third-party software as part of the package. Yeah, right. Um, and that's probably the only reason why they're notifying us. Now, I don't. I really don't know on how people cheat. Have you guys heard anything about how people have done things in the past? To well, I, this forum thread about the easy anti-cheat. Uh, man, I've never seen a, a forum thread this grow, and everyone has an opinion. And there were a lot of things said, uh, in, as you can imagine, you know, with the forum crowd we have. Uh, one guy even posted a list of supposed cheaters with names, and that was floating around on the internet. And um, lots of things being said, but basically, uh, what, what I understand is, yeah, replacing files, you know. Uh, working in a sandbox or like a virtual environment uh, with iRacing and injecting files and stuff. And what this software does is detect that. And, and so what does it mean for all of us, the rest of us who don't actually cheat? Well, when iRacing fires up, if there's a problem, a little dialogue window will come up and the sim will not launch. It will, literally will not start if you have a problem. So then you have to call iRacing or email them and, and they'll help you get through the problem. But, uh, yeah, that's what this software does. I mean, I just don't get what you get out of cheating, to be honest. I mean, what's the point? I mean, well, to cheat to win. there were some people on? that honestly believe there's some weather hacks where there's some kind of thing where you can do something to make the weather different than every other, all the other drivers, and that gives you some kind of grip advantage. Interesting. I always hear about that joke, you know, about this griphacks.exe file and stuff, you know, that the pro is supposedly, supposedly have. But obviously I knew that was kind of a, just a joke. I didn't think anybody actually had anything to, to cheat. But I do know that it was probably about a year ago that they, they banned 30 people or so for a lifetime because of cheating. But I don't, I don't even understand on how people do it or even why people do it. Well, the risk... It's huge, I think. Obviously, you can get banned for life, and this is all our favorite hobby, so why would we do that? But, uh, yeah, there's a lot of people commenting in the forums that uh, as soon as this releases out, uh, some of these pro teams uh, might falter because of this uh, and, and insinuating that people are already cheating and this is going to catch them up. So I guess we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll uh see how that goes but uh i'm actually glad they did it just because you know i personally don't cheat i don't understand how how or why people cheat and so if people are i'm glad they have something in here to stop them and actually what i would like to do not only do they have to call iRacing but they have to explain exactly why their file is different than what it's supposed to be <laughs> right so, yeah, I, I'm excited for it. I think this is a good thing. I certainly didn't expect it, but um, there's other games that use this software. Um, iRacing is not the first. Uh, Battlefield, I heard, is a, another game that uses this particular software. Counter-Strike. Oh, is it Counter-Strike? Okay, yeah. And uh, do you have any uh, experience with that, Carlos? Or Not at all. I don't know. I just, you have to install some of these just to play online, but I... 
haven't done that in a while, you know. The newer Counter-Strike doesn't really use the same software. I think they're using something else. I'm not quite sure, but the older ones used to use that. The other thing in the forum somebody brought up is, why now? Why is iRacing spending money on a third-party software? And they're speculating because they have a problem. And they can't, and maybe they can't address it or whatever, or they don't have the resources to address it. So, uh, yeah, some people are looking into it, look at it that way. You know, what are, why are they doing this now? Is there a reason behind it? You know, what's, what's the motivation? Well, it might have been that they were just contacted by the company and said, hey, we got this, you know, software that we think would be good for you. And, it, and it would ensure this and that, you know, and so they might have discussed it and said, yeah, that's a good idea. So it might not be that they had necessarily a problem. It might be more coming from the software company itself saying, you know, you guys want to be. It's kind of like, uh, you know, if you have a website and you're using the uh, in- encryption on your website and you want to get that VeriSign symbol on there. So it's just kind of telling people, yes, we are verified that we're not cheating in this thing. Right. Yeah, I applaud iRacing. Good move. Yep. Uh, Next thing I want to talk about is that they're going to do a different uh, type of uh, splitting for multi-class fields. And uh, one of the things that they're going to do is we have implemented a new split forming. Oh, man, uh, this word has always been tough for me to say, even though I'm a programmer. How do you say that word? Algorithm. Algorithm. Thank you. Oh, boy. For multi-class sessions that instead attempts to ensure that all car classes are packed relatively evenly into higher-rated splits, potentially at expense of lower-rated splits being devoid of one or more classes. So, which actually is a very good idea. Um, For example, I ran the IMSA series a couple seasons ago, and I was in the Ford GT. And a lot of times there would just be one, two, three of us in my split. Right, because there were nine total, and they split you across four splits, right? Yeah, exactly. And so I think that, like, for example, having all nine of us in the same split and not in the other ones is is a is a good idea. Yep. That just and makes makes it better, even though uh, you know it might be uh, bad for if you have a very low I rating or very high I rating to be racing with someone that was a very low. Um, but uh, I just think because, you know, you're trying to get as many cars as possible, like what they say is evenly that it's in your class to be able to race with. And I think that's a that's a good idea for them. Yeah, I like it. Uh, another thing that they're doing is for session splits. Uh, they used to have a method for uh, the best race server farm. Um, where they did it based on uh, ping time, and I believe now they're changing it to be more I-rating and then uh, best paying instead of best paying and then I-rating. Is this, this uh, you know, based on, you know, it's 2015 and does people have more bandwidth now and ping's not more, uh, as much of a problem as it was, you know, three, five, six years ago when they made these original decisions? Well, I, you know, one of the complaints that we heard a long time ago is that a lot of uh, Australians would complain that they they seem to be split, split together and not with the rest of the group. 
And I think that this is more to address this type of issue, I think. Right. And that would make sense. I mean, it makes sense if there's a iRacing farm, which this is news to me. I didn't realize that they had servers in the U.S., Sydney, and Amsterdam. But if the server's in Sydney, of course the ping is going to be lower to that server than the one in the U.S. Right. For those guys. For those guys, yep. But, you know, they want to run with... with they want to uh, run with us, right. Well, with us or the Europeans or whatever. So, and I think that's just the way to go. There's many times where I'm in a European server and I can, you know, I could tell I'm in a European server. Right. But, uh, yeah, I think that's a, that's a good idea. I'm actually going to skip the next topic because I want to talk about that last. So, uh, another thing that they added in was the borderless window support. All right. Anybody run iRacing in Windows mode? I used to, uh, and I might try it again now that they have this. Uh, I always had a, a drop in frame rate every time I went to uh, windowed mode, so I don't know. We'll try it. Yeah, I had a drop in frame rate, and I also couldn't stand those uh, those borders. Um, and uh, but I probably still won't be doing this. Um, it's obviously it's real good for anybody who runs. Um, extra programs while they're racing and they want to be able to view this view them or stream. Uh, a lot of people yeah or, or stream uh yeah there's a lot of people that uh who run it in window mode um but uh i for one am not going to so i mean it's good that they did this but it doesn't affect me um so i don't care <laughs> I, I think like the that? I think the uh, Twitchers, the guys who are on Twitch all the time, I think they're going to love this. Yeah, do you, um, Carlos, you can answer this question. Was it possible to stream in in full screen mode? Yep, actually, that's what I was doing, testing all these overlays and stuff. They seem to work in full screen mode, and everyone else runs them windowed. But if you're going to run stuff like broadcasters use, you know, for uh, like live streaming races, you know, commentating over the races. You're pretty much going to only do that in window mode if you want those kind of overlays. You know, the ticker and, you know, who's driving where, the driver name or whatever. That's got to be in windowed, but, uh, let's see. Yeah, just regular streaming. Like I was doing testing a week ago or earlier this week. That'll work just fine in full screen. Okay. Yeah, you're talking about IRTVO is the name of that software. Oh, yeah, that one you got to run windowed. Right, it's like an yeah. overlay that shows the crawl and the driver name, yeah. All right, and uh, another big thing that they kind of mentioned is the new tire model they're actually adding in the, the version 6 to uh, many more cars. Uh, we Including the NASCARs. Yep, and I believe we have that list here, which is the... Oh, maybe that's not the correct list I got. So, do we have that list? It's at the very bottom, but it when you go through all the different cars, but it's pretty much listed on most of the cars. So, uh, it definitely covers the uh, all the NASCAR type cars, which that's what I run most of the time. So, I'm happy to see that. All right, and one of the big things that they've now included for all version six uh, cars 
and all the because they this is this is brand new. So if a car had version six before, now we'll be adding in, in this, which is lateral stiffness calculation. The sidewall flex. That's sidewall flex. Awesome. So now we're talking about how tire pressures and everything is going to be matter even more. Yeah, and we'll talk a little bit later about David Kramer, the, the tire god who actually does all these uh, calculations. Uh, but boy, he's really got something with this tire. I think everyone should be excited about it. Yep. So, you know, I'm actually looking forward to see on how the lateral stiffness actually actually how it does things. I just think that the PSI is going to be very important now for these cars and uh, and how all that uh, works during the race. Um, they are adding in a, a or actually changing uh, one of the driver's aids, which is the auto blip shift. It now uses the new drivetrain physics model instead of falling back to our ancient old drivetrain model. Love this that name, by the way. Ancient old. <laughs> yeah. It is ancient. This it significantly improves how smoothly the cars shift when using the auto blip aid. I love this because I use auto blip and I always felt like I've been at a disadvantage because I have it on. So we'll and there's been forum discussions about this too that people have tried to time it out to the millisecond and stuff, and supposedly this fixes all that. I've had people comment on my videos on, you know, that I I have to lift off the gas when I downshift, or something like that. And it's just, you know, and so I would try it, and I'm like incredibly slower than what I was if I just didn't. And so, and that's because I use autoblip. I, you know, I don't use the clutch. I don't, you know, I just drive. I just shift. And so I think that this helps someone like me tremendously. So I'm actually really happy to see that. And what's neat about some of these features like that one, that, this is a total surprise. Nobody saw this on the radar. Nobody's been discussing it. They just did it. And here it is. Surprise. Yep. And now let's talk about the big one that they're doing. Uh, dynamic tracks are coming out. I wasn't expecting this. I wasn't really expecting this probably until next year sometime. I'm actually surprised it's coming out. Uh, first of all, guys, talk about are you surprised that it's coming out this time? Yeah. When we talked about this uh, three months ago at the last build, when they announced it, we were like, okay, no way it's going to be this year, you know? And, yeah, and speculating like months from now. In the next build, three months from now, yeah. At the end of the year. So, yeah, and, and there's a lot to discuss here. In fact, iRacing, uh, Steve Myers uh, from iRacing wrote a blog post, actually, to kind of break down what this really means. Um, and if you don't mind, Alan, I wanted to read just a couple excerpts from that post. Go ahead. Uh, just to give us an idea of what does it mean when we say dynamic dynamic track so i'm going to jump in there and read just a couple sentences here since the start of papyrus and i'm going to paraphrase a little bit our racetracks have been perfectly clean static surfaces the entire surface has the exact same grip on all parts of the track and the racing groove is really just artwork now 
when the racing when a session loads the racing groove you see on the track is actual virtual rubber that is on the racing surface just think of them as the track being alive right and as a session progresses the location of every car in the track is tracked and communicated back to the server which then aggregates that data creates that surface and send it back to the drivers so <sighs> If everyone is on the top lane at Bristol during the warm-up, that's where the rubber's going to be laid. If everyone's on the bottom, it's going to be on the bottom. So it's dynamic depending on what the drivers are actually doing out there, too. So do you... Th First question is, do you think it's going to be dynamic at the start of the session? So it's going to... Like, for example, let's say it started at green or a green racetrack. So it's nice, clean... There's no rubber laid down. So at the beginning of warm-up, people are going to be out there, and it's going to start to lay rubber down. And so at the beginning of a race, it will have that unknown that uh, heat and, and rubber. Yeah, there's so many questions like that that we don't know. How is in, a, in an official setting, how is iRacing going to set that up? Now, if you're hosting a race or you're a league owner, you have the ability to make that decision. Do I want it to start green? Do I want it to leave the rubber in? And another decision you can make is on cautions, do I want the rubber marbles cleaned up or swept up uh, or not? You can make those decisions too. And nobody knows how iRacing is going to do the official settings uh, on the official races that I've seen yet. So that's still going to be a surprise, I think. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be surprised now i think we mentioned before about the video that they showed and about uh you could see where you know based on the line that they're running you could you can you can see where the, the rubber was being laid down you can see where the heat was on the on the track because of uh the way they were shown obviously when we're racing we're not going to be able to see the heat on the track but we'll kind of know by where the by where it's darkening up and another thing that they showed was the marbles uh Developing. Getting into there, yeah, developing. Yeah, now, so not, yeah, you got the rubber component of it, and the the other component is the heat, like you mentioned, and that causes by the cars, but it can also be the sun or lack of sun. So if you're in a shade, like you're at Texas Motor Speedway, you have those big uh, building that shades over one, uh, turn one and two. It's going to be cooler there than it will on the backstretch where the sun's beating down. Well, that's going to make things interesting, being the fact is, is if everyone's going to be running the same line over a course of a race, that gives us the option to move around, looking for more grip, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, there's still going to be fast lines and slow lines and, and that type of stuff, and you're going to have to weigh it out of whether or not taking a different line even though that might not be the preferred line, is actually going to be better for you because it might be cooler, uh, free of the rubber, as long as it doesn't have marbles. See, that's, for me, one of the first things I want to try out is is, is lay down some marbles and go run in them. <laughs> See how much it upsets the car? See how slick it gets, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I, that's something I want to see. I want or just be in down. the middle of a Darlington race and then go down into the marbles, you know, down on the apron or wherever they are and just see what happens. Yeah, interesting. I don't know. That's definitely something we got to get used to if we're going to try running high lines. Oh, I, I tell you one thing. Uh, the, the next NIS race is Richmond. 
and Richmond can be a two-group track. Right now, it's a one, but it can be a two. Hell, or really three. And so it's going to be well. The the question is is can it really be three with the with the marbles being up there yeah. on the third? <laughs> well, it depends. Are they gonna are they gonna clean them off during caution or not? You know, it, well, it, it's a flip of a switch when they set up the room, really. Well, if they're going to clean them off during cushions, I want to see the big jet dryers out there. <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. And the huh? ability to slam into them. <laughs> yeah. Was it Mont- Montoya that did that? Yeah. Okay. This is a game changer, guys. Uh, one thing that Steve Meyer says here, let me read this. When we added dynamic weather and started attaching qualifying to race sessions, it was the first step in trying to change the racing culture here at iRacing. This dynamic track project is a second step in that process. And hopefully it begins to change the way you approach these race sessions. We hope the days are gone when iRacers would spend hours on end tweaking a setup in search of a hundredth of a second because it's always 78 degrees and it's always sunny and it's always a perfectly clean and even grip track. Those days are over. Thank God. Yep. And I, I want to ask you guys, what do you think is going to happen with the racing? I mean, right now we got people that put in the hours on these static tracks. What's going to happen to them? Are they going to go belly up? I mean, uh, or, or is the cream still going to rise to the top? Uh, the cream will always rise to the top. That's, that's my belief. But guys who are able to turn that one lap uh because they're able to find the correct line or whatever it is um but they're but they're generally not that good they just are able to run that quick lap right they just is, practiced that and they just got it down to a science you know right this will hurt them tremendously guys that are just good racers who we call the cream they're going to be good no matter what right you know, so, you know, myself, I'm not really expecting too much difference myself driving, um, you know, where I actually fit into, into the spectrum of things. But, uh, you know, I, I just think that it's going to, and also, I, I really think that the races will be cleaner. For some strange reason, I really think they're going to be cleaner because they're going to not necessarily be everyone trying to get to that same piece of racetrack anymore. Yeah. Right. And so, uh, you know, that's, that's another thing. Well, like, you know, we're going to find out. That's the thing. We're going to find out on how, on how all this stuff happens, but these are kind of, you know, my hopes, my hopes is that the, the races are cleaner. It's, it's, you're going to be able to run like, for example, uh, Chicago's after Richmond, you're going to be able to run that high line, and have that nice good grip and actually be able to pass guys on the inside, you know, and, and, and everything is, is going to be, you know, wonderful <laughs> with it. You know, people that hit the marbles will actually get loose and have to straight up in the car and, and, you know, basically the stuff that you see on TV, that's my hope. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll see on exactly how, how realistic they got it. Um, and we'll, and, you know, sometimes if it's too realistic, it might turn iRacing into 
um, big big old wreck fest. You know? you know, here's the thing. It's already realistic in my mind, and this is like uh, going to be like, I don't know, a cherry on top kind of situation. It's going to make it better. I don't see how it couldn't be better. Yeah, I'm glad it just finally gives us options. Instead of running next to the wall of Kansas, you can probably use the other two lines finally. Yeah, and yeah, that's actually one of the things I'm hoping for. I hate running next to the wall of Kansas the most. Um, doesn't really mind me at Darlington too much. And actually, I don't run right up next to the wall at Darlington either. But at Kansas, you basically have to. And I really want to run the low line of Kansas. Yeah, if you blink wrong, you're going to smack the wall. Yeah. That that to me that was that that was I don't know every race I've been in Kansas has just been kind of you know see you don't want to give up that spot next to the wall otherwise you're dead and you know, just some kind of stupid you know? well the better idea is just drop Kansas entirely and put Road America there uh, I don't think so I wish they would do that. You know, there's a lot of talk in the forums, a lot of excitement, obviously, around this. Uh, some people are calling it iRacing 3.0. And uh, apparently we're in iRacing 2.0. I don't remember what the uh, what feature was when uh, that switched it from 1 to 2. But a lot of pe people are saying this is such a big feature, you know, this is like a new version. Yeah, I would, yeah, I would agree. Uh, you know. Another another uh, guy on the forums who's a uh, well respect uh, well respected i racer Todd Bettenhausen, uh, he said this is a watershed moment in i racing history. Yep, we'll just let that sit there. <laughs> Since it is it's something that, uh, as far as I know, probably ninety five percent of the i racers. Uh, Enjoy this. Uh, so uh, that's a good thing. All right. And another thing that they have for this is that they are updating, or I should say, trying to make the GT1 cars more compatible with each other. By Light. taking out, right. taking out Lights. some weight with a uh, yep with uh, Aston, and uh, which which is good. And now I heard this is going to help the McLaren. Is that true? Uh, yeah, GT3, oh, okay. uh, which they're doing also with GT3. You know oh, what? Good. We'll f we'll find out what they're on how they they're doing things. You know, but uh, it seems like this season. Uh, the Ford GT3 had advantage. I, matter of fact, in in the races I've done up to this season, I rarely saw a Ford GT3 out there, and yeah. now I see a ton of them, and that's because they're fast. They're fast this season. I wish we could just pick one car and stick with it. Yeah, like a season. So, I mean, it probably did them some good by selling by be able to sell that car. But uh, it it kind of remind me when the BMW came out, how that thing dominated the GT3 series. Yep. You know, so it it does take some work to try to even these things out, and I'm glad that they're continually doing that. Um, but uh, we'll see. Actually, look at the for the for the Ford GT3. This is what they did: they added 23 kilograms more weight 
they took off 1.25% less downforce and a small reduction in, in torque. So you that's can tell, fine tuning there. But you can also see that that's an advantage. Look what they did. They they added weight, they took off downforce, and they took out torque. That's a lot. <laughs> I want to equalize those cars, I guess. Yep. So uh, very important. Um, another thing that they did for uh, the Sprint Cup cars is that we now have left rear wedge is adjustable during pit stops. This goes along with our right rear wedge adjustments that we can do. So that's a good thing for everyone that uh, understands about how to make those uh, in-race changes. Only thing I know is a uh, righty tighty lefty Lucy. So, but that's on the right. I don't. I don't know what to do with the left yet. All right, uh, and we have a guest that showed up. So, Gary, welcome. Thank you. So sorry, man. I thought it was Central Time, and I just thought I was early. Oh, that's all right. Uh, I always uh, let everyone know by Eastern Time, just in, so then they can gauge from there. But that's a uh, that's fine. Yeah, I just read the. I just read. The, went back and reread the message when I heard you guys talking, and I went, "Oh God." <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, jump in any time here. So. Yeah. Well, actually, I'm gonna kind of get to Gary. Gary, we just uh, talked about uh, what was going to be in the new build, which was obviously a lot of stuff. Um, did you read uh, any things that were happening in the new build that's coming out on Tuesday? Yeah, and I was really excited that it came out perfect timing for when I was going to be a guest on the show and have something to talk about, and then I show up late. <laughs> well, you can go ahead. Uh, before I get to the normal guest questions, um, what are you excited about with this new build? I'm excited about the dynamic track thing. I think that's going to change the whole approach to how people you know, go about their, their race strategy, and I'm excited about it. That's good. You got any any plans to do the to try out first thing when it comes out? Well, I've been racing oval um, this season. I'm I'm pretty new to this. Um, unlike unlike most of the people that you have on the show, I'm, I, I've got into this in the last few months. But I'm totally addicted, and it's been all I've been doing because I I, I had a shoulder surgery, so I've been home from work, and so all I get to I get to just sit around and recover and so nice. <laughs> sit around a race you mean uh yes that's what it turned into which, which is good for soldier surgery yeah, well yeah i i didn't really tell the surgeon i was doing it uh, i started when i first started out um i had the first surgery in november and i uh by december i i couldn't wait any longer so i bought the um that steel series uh sim raceway wheel that's kind of like a big weed controller you know it's, it doesn't it looks like a formula one wheel but it's not attached to anything and so it has a, and so that's, that I, you know, I was able to, when I first joined iRacing, that's what I was using just to learn the tracks. But I, I wouldn't race anything official or with any other people on the track with that thing. But uh, my wife had bought me a G27 for Christmas, but it wasn't until, I guess, around April that I was actually finally able to use it. And so I think end of March, end of March. And so end of March, I started uh, oval racing and, I, I've already fast-tracked my way to an A license, and uh, I've been racing in a bunch of leagues and racing the the C fixed this this series this season. Nice. 
All right. Uh, anyway, I just want to tell you a little interesting story about racing and shoulders here. It's that uh, I played old man baseball for the last uh, 15 years, and uh, I pitched. And last year I was pretty heavily into racing, and I don't I don't know about you guys, but there seems to be some wear and tear on your shoulders when you're when you're doing this. I couldn't pitch anymore, so really my choices were. Still play old man baseball, which which is actually 35 and older league. Still play old man baseball or do my new hobby of racing. And as you can see, what I chose to do. <laughs> well, it's amazing. I mean, I, I didn't I was not aware of iRacing. I've been a somewhat of a gamer for forever, you know, PlayStation console gamer. And a buddy of mine, right before I was leaving my job for uh, for the surgery, a buddy of mine at came and was working with us told me about iRacing and I, once I found out about it, it, it that was it I mean because I've always wanted I I've did some hobby racing years ago I was a, uh, did some shifter cart racing and always wanted to get back into some some kind of racing and, and any kind of racing and you know it's really an expensive hobby and it's not really easy to do and even if you could do it where are you going to how many different tracks can you have access to and how many different cars you're going to have access to so when i found out about i racing it just it was like the perfect solution plus you know you don't have to risk injury so it was an easy sell for the wife too well, maybe your shoulder injury <laughs> well that yeah, that part you know i don't talk about that around here too much it's like if i you know finish a race and something and i'm aching from it i i don't i don't mention it <laughs> I don't you know i can imagine it might be good for your shoulder to kind of keep some movement going you know and well that's my that, yeah that would be my approach if i <laughs> if i was told that's, to uh, physical down. therapy right exactly <laughs> well just tell people that because i know it's not true <laughs> Yeah, it's probably not, but uh, but I but it's but the pleasure makes it worthwhile. Yep. So uh, you mentioned that you got G twenty seven. You mentioned that you pretty much just uh, started not that long ago, and you run the C fixed. So what type of uh, pedals do you have? You still you use the uh, generic G twenty seven pedals? Yeah, I I opted into the to the um, oh it slipped from my mind at the moment that real the, the um, Proto Simtech. I had opted into that waiting list. Are you familiar with those pedals? Yes, yes. Uh, and I, but I had also just, I just, I, today is going to be the first day after we're, we're done. I'm hooking up my three monitors for the first time because oh, cool. I just, yeah, I just put together a brand new PC just for iRacing with yes. an i5 and a G, uh, GTX 980 graphics card. Oh and, man, you know, and I bought the sim. Uh, Sim seats, SRX cockpit with the triple monitor stand. Wow! And so yeah, I went. You're all in, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, I went like all me. in. Yeah, I had to. I, I'm telling you, I am. I bought three 27 inch uh, Asus monitors. And, nice. That's what I got. Oh yeah, I, I just I, right now I'm only on the center one. The two, the two outside ones are, are black at the moment because I I finally set it up last Sunday and. When I was finally getting ready to hook up the monitors, one of the cables was missing. And it, so yeah, it's always to, one little thing, <laughs> yeah. right? So I had to order one for Amazon. It just showed up yesterday. And so that's the project for the weekend is to get three three monitors working. Oh, you're going to love it. You're going to love it. I can't it. wait. I, it's I can't a whole another experience when you get the triples going. Well, I, you know, it's funny because before the, before I started on the 27, up until now, I was racing um, on, on a single 22. 
and so it was really to, to come to to get into the seat and you know and, and have the feel of this and plus the big 27 in front of me i i could see where it's going to wind up it's it's going to be good <laughs> i'm i'm really excited about it yeah that's uh that's pretty good i always kind of wished it was uh that i can have like a little mini imax theater that i'm sitting in and racing <laughs> well, did you see that guy there's a guy online uh his youtube channel is called project immersion and and he has a, a video on there where he just did instead of three monitors he's doing it with projectors and he built a, a semi-circular curved screen oh yeah and it and it really it's the most amazing looking uh, simulation i've seen even better than three monitors and uh, uh, until he backs up you you don't even realize that he's you're not actually looking at a windshield it's really well, i think there's drawbacks with the projectors uh, you got noise and heat is a big problem and you got to get them set up just right yeah yeah and I'm sure, there's always going to be drawbacks i'm sure and you know they're, and they're probably really expensive too i would imagine oh yeah but uh, i'll be very happy when i get the three monitors set up uh, no complaints yeah Yep. Well, if you need help, let me know. I'm good at stuff like that. Yeah. I might because I, I I know that there's a bunch of settings and you know for the field of view and all that stuff and the right angles for the the outside monitors to be. Oh, outside. that's so important. And yeah, and I don't know any of it. When you look at all those uh, in the forums that all, everyone's triple monitor setups, I swear to God, ninety percent of those do not have the correct FOV set up. Yeah, and I know it's really important, and I know that when you get it right it really makes it realistic and, it does, and that's yeah. really what i'm looking for i think it's really in. serious you know like I, yeah it's really worth the time and effort i think to, to get i actually right. uh didn't have a protractor you know something that shows angle measurements when i set mine up so i actually printed one online and had it on paper to figure out exactly how big is 55 degrees you know wow and, that's really smart to do it that way hey that's how you need to do it Get out the yeah. measuring tape, get out a protractor, and get it right. Yeah, absolutely. Great. And that, and it makes a huge difference when you get it right. Yeah. And where do you, where do you dial in those settings? Where, where is the actual... Well, right in the options in the sim, that you put the distance from your eyeball to the center screen, and then you measure how wide your screen is. You put that in. It tells you what degree to set. After oh, you type okay. those in, it'll say 55 or whatever, and oh, then okay. that's the, how, the angle that you you know you do between your left and your center, or in your right and your center. Ah, uh, thanks. Yeah, because that was the project for today was figuring that out. Yeah, isn't it? Uh, isn't that just a field of view calculator there, Mike? Where mm -hmm. you actually you would put in your angle? No, if you put in those two measurements, the eye to center and then the width of your center. It, and then hit like click away it'll auto calculate that per that number okay and that's what the game will be set at like 55 degrees but it's also very important that you set your monitors to that your, your physical monitor to that degree as well it's got to okay. be set in the game and it's got to be physically set up that way Right. Otherwise, it's when it, otherwise, when it goes from the center to the sides, it doesn't go straight. Like it doesn't look straight, and is that correct? Right. right. You'll get warping. You'll have the whole looking through a fish hole, a fish eye uh, kind of look. Yeah. Yeah, which is not good. No, it's definitely not going to help my uh, my racing. <laughs> yeah. Like I I remember when I first set up my triples, and and one of the things I just clicked off just to 
to see was the uh, the render on three three screens. I unclicked that, and that's uh, a fish I look. Yeah. You can mess it up, and a lot of people do. Like I said, if you look at these triples that people set up, they don't have enough angle, usually. Never enough angle. Yeah, that's what it looks like when you watch their videos. All right, and uh, Gary, since you're new, have you uh, looked into any leagues, or have you joined any leagues to join, or, or just oh, yeah. official stuff? No, I, I'm a member of the old bastards. Uh, for that was the first league I joined, and I raced with those guys probably four times a week. And um, Tuesday nights, I race in the uh, All Pro Sim Racing League. I race in the Truck Series there, and. Um, well, Monday nights I was doing some stuff with the um, Anarchy League, and yeah, I'm, I'm filling up. You're busy. <laughs> I'm filling up my calendar. Yeah, I, I got yeah. some Friday night le leagues that I run, and but uh, I'm kind of thinning it down to you know I, I want to do one, one or two kind of stock car things, and then I want to get into some road racing because that's really what I joined for. I, I didn't have any intention to do an oval when I joined, but. Uh, it just sucked me in. Oh, yeah. It's fun. Yeah. I used to uh, run with the old bastards. Oh, yeah, I um, think everyone has at some point, right? <laughs> they, they've yeah, had a nice bunch of guys. Yeah. And yep. they race a lot of different stuff, so it makes it fun. Yeah, that that was actually good. And plus, they do it during the uh, daytime, which I, which I liked. So uh, the last thing that I did run with them was their Friday daytime uh, Lotus 79 series. Which was uh, that? It's a very fun car to drive, and uh, and they kept it clean, and so it was uh, kind of fun to race with them in that. Yeah, see, that's why I raced them too, because they they do keep it clean. I mean, we I I raced the uh, L forty nine uh, on Saturday mornings with them, and uh, we did like a hundred hundred lap race at at California, and had went incident free, and you know it, it's really. Uh, <laughs> really fun it makes it really fun i i can't stand the official races where you you race a, a lap and a half and you get a caution and you race a lap and a half and you get another caution that seems to happen quite a bit in the c fixed yep yeah <laughs> hey carlos you are there i want to thank you for doing that uh video at, at uh mosport yeah uh, someone requested it so i did it yeah i was when i requested it now was it? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. That's what I sent the emails. <laughs> but uh, I, I, because I was setting up the rig, and and plus uh, it was just a good excuse to drop that week because <laughs> I couldn't get around that track without hitting something. It was a pretty tough place. Yeah, I, the truck is a truck. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, that was not going to be my first road race. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's tough to get around there. I know that. Uh... Carlos and I, at least, are going to be doing the Road Warrior here in, a, in about an hour. And uh, oh, is that today? Kind of a, yeah, it's actually been last night, today, I think, early tomorrow morning and tomorrow sometime. I think no, it's today Every and tomorrow night, or today and later, about nine o'clock tonight. Okay, or eight o'clock Eastern, or and, I mean. and then tomorrow morning. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Do you know only run the trucks? No, I don't. It's a fun, it's a fun vehicle, you know. I, 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 I when I joined, that was a goal because I love watching them in real life. And 
even though I progressed to an A, an a license, I, I I'm not good enough to to race the B and the A car yet, especially as competitive as those levels are. But uh, I, I'm still I, I it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. You get some guys that are idiots, but you know that's I guess that's in every one, <laughs> every series. Yeah. All right, Gary. Uh, one last question here. What's your most memorable my racing moment so far? You know, I, I I thought about that all week because I knew you'd ask me, and I, I haven't been doing it long enough to have anything that memorable. <laughs> you have a win uh, yet? An official win? No, no official wins. I, I've got a few top fives. You know, I've got like 20-something uh, incident-free races, but no wins. Okay, tell me this then. When you get that first win, what are you going to do? Are you going to yell out or are you going oh, yeah, yeah. you know, to go dancing. pick up the wife with your sore shoulder or? Uh, that, no, I won't be. I don't want to strain the shoulder after I got to steer, you know. But uh, <laughs> but uh, I will be dancing around. You you could bet on it. Nice. I'll be doing the victory dance. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. All right, so let's kind of go back to uh, the build stuff here, and um, you know, since all the other stuff they got coming out with dynamic tracks and stuff, and everyone's exciting, they actually got some things coming out that uh, uh, you know kind of going a little bit by the wayside which is too bad they are coming out with a new xfinity toyota camry car finally yeah so that's going to be now added with their uh, chevrolet camaro and their ford mustang and so all your toyota fans that race the b car can now pick up that car it's actually a good looking car right and I know a lot of people are exciting. Uh, they're excited about the new Corvette C7 Daytona prototype that's coming out. Yeah, Carlos. Uh, oh yeah. You were jumping up and down earlier about that. For one, if it sounds as nice as it uh, looks, then we're in business here. Yeah, it does look really sharp. iRacing put out a nice little video uh, highlighting the car, and uh, man. Uh, I think the question we had, Carlos, and we couldn't figure it out, is where are they racing this? And are they, you know, is it going to be in a series with other cars or what? It's uh, it's going to be in the IMSA. So, but is it going to be the uh, same class as the HPD or its own again? I believe the HPD is being uh, paired up now with the Radical. Oh, all right then. <laughs> yep, so it's actually going to replace the HPD. Which is actually a good thing because you got the Daytona prototype in the in the IMSA, so this kind of just adds another one, and uh, and so then they're they're moving that HPD and joining with the Radical. Hopefully, it helps that series up because hardly anybody races the Radical. It looks like a fun car too. Radical <sighs> Yeah, and I don't know why it doesn't get so much participation, and uh, but actually. Uh, um, we'll save this for another show, but I, actually, I think that I rating per car thing can really help out participation in a lot of these series. Yep. Are they talking about doing that? I rating per car? No. Yeah. But it's but it's been discussed by the members probably since time has began, and I'm I'm one of those guys that are totally for it. I I would be for that, or so, there's there, there there should be some kind of another way to. You know, really uh, keep keep the uh, guys that can't drive out, basically. <laughs> you know, 
There, there really needs to be some other ways. Uh, well, I guess since we're talking about it, we'll just talk about it. Um, in my opinion, for example, I've owned the sprint car since I became a B license, and that was not that long after I joined iRacing. I've never raced the sprint car. That's a fun car to race, too. I do that. That's what the old bastards race that, too. That's a fun one. That's just one gear, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's fun. But you can't even put it to the floor when the, uh, the back end comes around. Now, if I wasn't worried about dropping splits in the NIS races that I do, I would go out there and race the sprint car. I would race the modified cars. I would. I, yeah. There's a bunch of stuff I would race yeah. if I wasn't worried about dropping splits in the NIS. Right. That's where the leaks come in. That's mainly the reason why I stay out of the truck series because you know one crash and there goes hundred I rating just like that. Yeah, I agree. Uh, there's a reason I don't run any other official races besides NIS, and that is the reason. Yeah, but you, that's why I run so many leagues because I like driving all these different things, and I'm not going to keep up with the official series. And, and the modified—I just discovered the modifieds a couple of weeks ago, and I fell in love. And, and I, so I went on and I found a league that runs them, so that I don't have to screw up my my, my ratings. Yeah, I guess that's the way to go. Well, which is actually, in a way, too bad though, because it kills the official participation. But I, right. I check the officials too, and I've I've run a couple of modified races since, but. That there's no part like I said, there's no participation that way. Right, and if they had that rating per car, they would have a lot more. Oh yeah, for yeah. Me, I would, for example, yeah. probably start running some of those things if I didn't worry about my NIS, you know, ruining that. Right now, a lot of people would tell me that I rating doesn't matter, but yes, it does. <laughs> yeah, it does. You know, because if when you're running in a split or if you're running for championship points, everyone knows. That it's weighted by the, you know, the top split has the most championship points on down. So don't tell me that I rating doesn't matter. Of course it matters. It's huge, you know? yeah. So and and also you really like to run around people that you run with every week, pretty much, you know. So you want to make sure that you stay at that level or gain or whatever. And so you're not going to jump into a sprint car. And run that race because you damn well know you're going to be the last in the thing. You might crash out, and you know. And I don't, you know, I don't care if it's safety rating that's that's judged per car. I, you know, to me it's just I rating. And if someone, and then people would say, well, that's a lot of data to take care of. They have it. They know what car you ran. That it's all in the database. They, you know, they can easily do it if they wanted to. Now the one of the problems they would have is if they just started. Okay, uh, next week we're going to start I rating per car. So, so how does it split up? Yeah, how would you start it? Yeah, right. So that's that's yeah that that'd be a problem, you know. And so one of the weird ideas I had was take your I rating, pick your car, it gets stuck to that. All the rest, you're at thirteen fifty. Yeah, you start over. Good idea. Yeah, yeah, that is a good idea. So yeah, I'm I'm totally for it and. Uh, and I hope someday that they do do it, and I hope that they're listening to the people that that want it. Uh, it is a, another topic in the forums again. It was brought up again by Joshua Filia about I rating per car. And be honest with you, you know, I'm, God, I hope they do it someday because I don't I think would, there's uh, anybody that can argue against it. I mean, what was argument against it? I don't think there is one. I don't think there's a good one. Right. <laughs> 
but I'm sure that people do argue, you know, but it's like a lot of people say the I rating really doesn't matter. And, and the, the answer is it, it does matter. Or if, uh, you know, because most of the time people would say, well, this would stop people from farming. Well, I, you know, I'm taking a different approach. I'm not even looking at the people that run the legends and, you know, and, and then get their I rating high up for the NIS races or whatever. I'm looking at it as I would participate in a lot more series if it wouldn't affect my rating that I'm running for a certain series. So that's that's just so anyways, I, that's my opinion on that. Yep. No, I agree I agree. That uh, separate I rating would be great. And, or or like you said, even attaching your I rating to one car and then you know, and having everything else be separate is really a good idea. Yeah. I um so I'm hoping, hoping that someday. Um, otherwise, uh, kind of back to the new build again, which is pretty exciting. I just, I just got said. Well, I think it. there's one more piece of content, and that's the new pace car is going to be a different color. Yeah, you want to talk about what they're doing there, Mike? Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be gold, and it's to raise awareness and funds and support of families affected by childhood cancer. Uh, the Ford Mustang pace car will feature the gold livery of the American Childhood Cancer Organization, ACCO, during the fall sim racing season. So look for that. All right. And also we all know that uh, week 13 is coming up next week. And they're going to uh, be having the street stocks and Mazda Cups for the people that want to... Uh, Work on the I rating, safety rating over the week 13. So that's their official stuff. But for their fun stuff, besides the normal carburetor cup, which I'll never run in again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, they're doing their uh, the V8 Oval Cup, which is the Ford Falcon and the Holden Commodore at Charlotte, Monza, and Martinsville. Anybody interested in doing that over week 13? Yeah. Might be interesting. Yeah, that'd be fun. I have the old V8. I don't have the new one. I don't think I'll be able to run it. Yeah, that's uh, personally, I'm not going to be doing that one. Uh, the next one, I think I'm going to give it a shot. First of all, we got to understand, week 13 is all about crash fest. There's no good race in a week 13. Okay. <laughs> so this is all about just for fun and who cares if you crash or who cares if someone wrecks into you. And the next time I hear someone calls someone an idiot or whatever it is in a week 13 race, get, you know, check yourself here. This is week 13, guys. It's This is the way it's going to be. I thought you were going to say take a drink every time someone says that. <laughs> yeah. That right. too. Because you're going to need, because you need it. Because <laughs> you shouldn't be complaining. So anyway, uh, this one I plan to do because I think it sounds like fun. DW12 Short Oval Challenge. Bristol. Martinsville, Thompson, USA, Five Flags, Lucas Oil, New Smyrna. On oh a Indy God, car? Bristol. Yeah, can you imagine Bristol? <laughs> it's going to be crazy. Eight that does sound laps. like fun, though. Yeah, it's going to be like a marble in a blender. Yep, and I plan to do those. <laughs> yeah, that does sound fun. The, the one uh, I, I saw on the list I like, uh, Alan, was uh, the figure eight racing with the rough. Uh, that'd be the rough rear rear wheel drive car. Oh, that thing's intense. Yep. So, yeah, figure eights can be uh, 
kind of fun. Um, actually, I don't like it when you're just uh, jumping in with a bunch of people you don't know. I enjoy the figure eights with people that you do know. It seems to be more fun for some reason. I'm pretty sure you guys know what I'm going to do that week. The IMSA DP Sprint. That's the core, new Corvette, Daytona, yep. Sebring, Mosport, Road Atlanta, Coda, and Road America. Every single one of them tracks except for Coda. I don't like that track. Yeah, so you're buying that car right off the bat, huh? Yep. Yeah, All that's right. A, that's a must-have purchase. Well, I'm not going to be one of those must-haves, so... Yeah, I won't either. I'll probably <laughs> yeah, that one. I'm actually going to skip that. Unless, you know, for example, like the first, or the, the Corvette uh, GT1 car, I didn't buy it. And uh, and I bought that Aston Martin when it came out. And so I, was started, I started racing GT1 series in Aston Martin, but... Uh, the guy I normally race road racing with, he had the Corvette, and and he was just talking about oh the sound and it's so much fun and that kind of stuff like that. So I gave it a shot, and I now I love that Corvette. Yep, it's a fun car. Yeah, I kind of yep. committed. The guy, the guy that turned me on to iRacing to start with, he asked me uh, if I wanted to do the team racing. Him, him and his brother are both uh, big iRacers, and he he asked me to, if if I wanted to join the two of them to do the law, you know the. Uh, the long race at Daytona, and so, and that's the car they want to drive. So I'm gonna to have to get it just to because I said yes. <laughs> yeah, we run some of those events so too. They're fun. Yeah, they seem like a lot of fun, and I've heard you guys talk about the the last one that you guys did. Right, it sounded like a lot of fun, especially when well, it sounds like a lot of fun when you you know just to do it with people that you're actually talking to while you're you know working with as a team. Right. Yep. Plus, we won. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah, you had better. Yeah, always got to add that in when you can. Plus yeah, one. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's an um, accomplishment. Yeah, actually, we were pretty happy with that. Um, another thing they're doing is the Kia Touring Car Championship, which is kind of a preview of their new series that they're going to have. They're kind of breaking off the Kia. I think this has a little bit to do with that uh, BSR um, championship thing that they that uh, has become pretty darn popular. That's a that's that uh, league that they uh, televise in uh, England. Yeah, Have you watched I those watched races? that. Yeah, They're I watched great. it on the 27th on Twitch. Uh, iRacing actually put it on their Twitch channel, which I wanted to say, great for iRacing. They need to get all these broadcasts on their Twitch channel because it really opens up the audience. But it's called the BSRTC. They were at Zolder. It was really good coverage. And... I was just amazed at the the racing that takes yeah, place in these Kia. Absolutely, man. absolutely, yeah, great, exciting, good stuff. Yeah, I, I check it out. I think it's every Thursday now or something like that. That car has become a, on my list for when I start the road racing, my road racing career, because <laughs> that looks like a lot of fun. That racing. Yeah, uh, one of the guys that I normally watch his YouTube channel. Um, I believe it's called World of Conducci. Um, it's actually Robert Plumley is his is his name. He races in that in that uh, series, and uh, there's like three short races that they do, and uh, and it looks like it looks like a lot of fun. So guys that are part of that, but it, um, it also looks to be very competitive. They got a lot of a uh, lot of real good uh, road racers uh, that are racing this series. So. But I believe it's Wednesdays during the day there, Mike. For us. Oh, is it Wednesday? Okay. Yep. Wednesdays for us. 
during the day. Right. <laughs> I, yeah, for the people overseas in in Europe, that's uh, Wednesday evenings that they race this. And it also looks like they're uh, previewing another uh, one of their new series, which is the Prototype Challenge with the HPD and the Radical. And so you guys can give it a shot. But uh, if you're looking for me anywhere, I'm going to be running that DW12 and that short cars, and and uh, I'm not lifting. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That'll be fun. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So that's uh, that's week thirteen stuff. A lot of times I skip it. So, but last season I did a few races, and uh, so this this week thirteen I'm going to do a few races again. I, got, um, I have a question. About maybe you guys, one of you guys, might know the answer to about the new build. Sure. Okay. So you know how for for since I joined iRacing on the on the pace laps, everybody that weaves back and forth gets yelled at because everybody says that that does nothing. Now that we're going to have marbles, now that we're going to have all that stuff going on on the track, and the tires are going to be picking them up, are they going to make that something that actually is a, actually does something? Yeah, I think so. Uh, somebody in the forum was, they were speculating on the, the blog post and the release notes. There's a sentence in there that says that the marbles can fly off the tires as well. So that indicates to everyone, I think, that scrubbing will actually work. So I actually predicted uh, that next week we're all going to be scrubbing tires. Oh, boy. There's another four points on the safety rating. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, someone's got to run into each other. I, I wish somebody from iRacing would clarify that because that, that's one of those mystery surprises that nobody really knows or understands, but they're kind of speculating about. Yeah, I was wondering about that. I hope so. Well, I don't know. That's That could be... Uh... I don't know if I hope so or not. But, right, uh, exactly. But we'll see. You know, I think I'm going to do it just because we, until it's known for sure and somebody from iRacing says, hey, this either helps you or hurts you, I'm probably going to do it. What was that one incident in the real-life NASCAR where Mark Martin was doing that and the car just locked to the left and took out Jimmy Johnson on the pace lap? It can happen. I think that happened in the Dega, wasn't it? Yeah, so if you know what happens for real, it's going to be uh, multiple yeah, times time. over yeah. in iRacing. So, I mean, people do it now, and it doesn't help your tires whatsoever, and people are, you know, weaving. And matter of fact, it happened to me earlier today where it got awfully close when someone was weaving their car. Yeah, they come right up on you, and it's like, what? Do you, what why are you doing this? Because they see the pros do it. So... Actually, Mike, I'm going to take the opposite approach than you. I am not going to do it until, until someone tells me it actually works. Okay. So we'll, I'm sure we'll know soon enough. Yep. I'm expecting you to tell me that it actually works. <laughs> I'll be watching. All right. Um, uh, let's uh, kind of switch gears to more of a uh, sad topics here. Um is that we had um, some fellow iRacers and uh, uh, families that uh, passed away. Uh, we have uh, Mitchell S. Harris. Yeah, I want to talk about Mitchell uh, Harris. Uh, he passed uh, recently, and he uh, was an iRacer and that ran in uh, what's called the Team Naramore Machine Shop League. And I don't know if any of you guys have run in with those guys, but that was actually the first league I ever raced in. And I actually raced with this guy back in the day. 
and uh, boy, he's a nice guy, and uh, it's sorry to see him go, but uh, the community uh, reaching out, giving the rest in peace, and and uh, prayers for the family, for sure. Yep, and uh, Josh Click uh, lost his wife. Yeah, Josh, another iRacer, uh, had uh, posted in the forums that his wife was uh, having some medical issues, and then she passed suddenly, uh, a very young lady, under 30, and uh, with a big future, it looked like. Uh, so lots of support for him. Uh, it's actually up to 10 pages on his particular forum post. Uh, so we're, we're, you know, rally around Josh and uh, over his loss. Well, unfortunately, I almost uh, came close to the same uh, having to put a post in the forum for one of my cousins that got put in the hospital for something, something to do with the heart. But, you know, I wouldn't call it a miracle, but he's just pulling through now all of a sudden it's good to hear so yeah yep. good thing i don't have to put a post now and i think the the final person i racer that passed uh, everyone has heard about and that's uh mr justin wilson who uh from the uk and he's a indy car driver and uh he passed uh, when his helmet got hit by debris uh during an indy car race and uh no, pocono pocono yeah yeah that's and, horrible man you know, Justin's one of us. Um, I looked up his last login in iRacing, August 11th, okay? That's not long ago, guys. Uh, he didn't run a lot of races recently, but um, it, obviously he's in here testing or doing something. Uh, and he's always supported the iRacing staff uh, when needed. Apparently, uh, he's friends uh, with a lot of people that work up there. Um, so the iRacing staff did put together a memorial race for Justin. It's going to be held September 12th on Saturday. Uh, it's going to be IndyCar at Texas. And so we'll be looking for that next week. And yeah. uh, I'd love everyone to jump in that and participate. Uh, they're also collecting uh, funds for the children of, of, of uh, Justin Wilson at uh, his website, uh, justinwilson.co.uk, if you guys want to help out. Yeah, I'm definitely going to run that race for sure. And I was thinking about doing what like Honda did and, and pledge uh, the amount per lap. Yeah, lots of neat ideas like that. Uh, and it's neat to see the community rally around uh, the, these tragedies and, and try to help these people any way we can. Yeah, that was a horrible one. Yeah, there is one thing I want to point out about this race, though, is that is it is an official race. So your safety rating and I rating will be counted. Yeah, it's Texas will be fun. Yep, just want to point that out. Uh, if anybody's run the DW12 at Texas, very fast track. Stay low, man. Stay low. Hug <laughs> that line. So, but uh, it's very fast. Very fast track. All right, uh, let's talk a little bit about the NIS, guys. NIS, we had Bristol. We had Darlington. Darlington's still going on, but I think most of us have do done we with have it. To talk about Bristol. Yes, we do. Bristol. <laughs> well, uh, I had a good Bristol. I I don't know how, but uh, I got a couple. It wasn't a drop week, so I got some good points there. 165 in the open uh, with a 10th place finish. So uh, I'm not great at Bristol or Darlington, but I somehow got some good finishes. Well. To me, this is Bristol. I'll just kind of sum it up in a nutshell. Uh, survive and you do well. Yep. 
That's you I know, I know how to do that. I survived one race and I did not survive two others and that's how my Bristol week went. So I actually was running well in all three of them. Uh was taken out in two of them. Um and uh that's that's just how it happened. Survive and do well. Yep, I so, got wrecked in both mine. Jose got wrecked in every single one he did. Jose has had the worst luck I've ever heard of. I mean, he's bl- he gets blown engines in like every start. I think he had one top five at Darlington. But over the last three or four weeks, he's blown like a dozen engines. How? Getting, getting caught up in wrecks and stuff. Oh, yeah, after damage. Right. Yep, so I don't know. The way I was looking at it is that... Uh, Either A, I'm picking the wrong times to start racing, or B, I got to work on my wreck avoidance more, even though, you know, uh, at Bristol, first time was, is that, uh, you know, a guy gets loose off the corner, there's another guy under, right behind him, I'm actually underneath him, and so I'm just trying to get by, of course, the guy behind him hits the guy that's got loose, and he turns him into me, and I turns me into the wall, there's my first first out second one is is that uh, you know i see a wreck coming up around the corner the guy behind me doesn't see the wreck punts me punts me into the wall i believe you were in that race with me mike yep and uh so that just basically ended that i mean you know sometimes i i think you know where's the racecraft these people hey see smoke you know there's probably something going on you know, I know that sometimes iRacing doesn't throw out the caution flag right away, and sometimes you don't know if there's actually going to be a caution. But racecraft, guys, come on. You know, so, but I, it's kind of hard to blame the guy that hit me or punted me when he didn't didn't see it because, you know, maybe he was right behind me and didn't, didn't see the car that was sitting sideways on the track. Uh yeah, the worst is when they arc a break in there, you know, and they, you know that they had plenty of time to get stopped, but they didn't. Yeah, some guy called me an idiot last week at Bristol, or two weeks ago, whenever that race was run, for running into him, even though I was to the point of lockup on my brakes, and he still got mad about it. Yeah, yeah. tempers fly. Yeah, I, you know, I didn't get really mad at the guy. Of course, I got a YouTube channel at which I can say anything I want, <laughs> and so... And so I kind of did, but then later on I said, you know what, I'm sure the guy didn't do it on purpose. He probably just didn't see it and blah, blah, blah. But at the time, it just kind of like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, why would you do that? Yeah, I, the integrity race at uh, this yeah, last okay. Monday at, Dayton, at Darlington, sorry. Uh, big, big wreck into first lap and a bunch of people are wrecked. And I hit the brakes and I had the car stopped and it literally stopped. And then I got ran into from behind. And I'm like, you know, how, I have enough time to stop. How come the people don't behind me didn't? Yeah, I watched that in my mirror, and I have no clue how I got no damage from that. Cause Some I guy sleeping, you, guys. you know, doesn't see the smoke, like you said, just keeps in the throttle. And Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I was involved in that big wreck and the integrity thing, and... So basically, kind of started my race three laps down, but uh, I don't, you know, crap happens, and everyone on restarts should be very aware, because you you know on a lot of these tracks we're at, they're spinning the tires. Yep. And yeah, all of us wrecked before the 
start finish line before the start of lap one. Yep. So, but anyway, that kind of leads us into NIS Darlington. Um, I've actually had a good week, even though I was in, you know, I did lose control of my car in the fixed setup on Thursday night and uh, had myself some damage, but I ended up finishing 13th. Uh, last night, I raced in the open, had a fantastic long-running car. Uh, it was awfully loose in the beginning, but once you got through those first 10 laps or so, fantastic long-running car. So I took it easy. Um and uh, was able to get a uh, fifth place finish. It was wild nice. at the end, very wild at the end. Um, I'm going to mention a guy by name since he likes to post himself in the in the forums all the time. But uh, Joshua Justice is completely wild out there. He's got to learn some weird racecraft. That's all I'm going to say. He's on my video. He has a Twitch channel. If you want to go check him out, he post <laughs> he posted it. You can go watch his his restart he, he posted and go look at how he races. So I am naming this guy by name. Um, <laughs> or, I just, <laughs> I'll say, well, you can just look at this podcast video and see what's going on for yourself. All right. Yeah. Very good, Carlos. Carlos is showing it. So it's just, you know, there's, you know, come on, people. There's There's got to be some racecraft involved in some of this stuff. I mean, you can't. You know, there's there's the there's guys that gotta get unlucky. I I understand that. There's there's guys that get unlucky. They end up in other people's wrecks and blah blah blah. It, it happens. But then there's people out there that are creating the crap. And I hate to say it, but this guy creates the crap. So and uh, sorry Joshua, but I called it out before you were involved in that wreck. You could see it on my video. You could see me talking to my teammates. I'm calling you out before you wrecked, and then you wrecked. <laughs> So it's just, <laughs> you know, and it's it's really bad when you look on the list and you see all the drivers that you're going to race with and you're going to go, ah, stay away from him, stay away from him, stay away from oh, him. Oh, we do that every race. There's always yep. a handful. Yep. And so, guys, you got your reputations out there. And, uh, you know, of course, it doesn't help when you post it in the forum, your video of, of what you did. So if you went to post it, I probably wouldn't be saying anything on the show, but you posted it. So there you go. Was he proud of it? Uh, I think he was blaming other people. Even worse. Yep. So I was talking about the NIS Open. Let's look at the points. Uh, Overall points, Chuck Sweeting is still running away with it uh, with almost an 800-point lead over Jason Kate Miller. But uh, congratulations, Chuck. Uh, I'm up to 16th overall, folks, and I'm a Division II driver. So uh, I'm real happy about that. I'm, I'm... within shot of getting into the top 15. So uh, really excited for the last 11 events of this 36-week season. Yep, and I know uh, Junior's going to be out for the month, so uh, he's going to be actually probably dropping here. Oh, that's too bad to hear. I was hoping he'd make a run for it. Man's uh, away from for work. And, oh, uh, what can you do? Three, yeah, three weeks, and then he's taking a week vacation, so... So he's actually gone for the month of September. Well, maybe I can get his spot. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. But I don't know how many drop weeks he has, but uh, you never know. So anyways, uh, good luck on all that for you uh, people. This is all second split, right? You mentioned second split open. 
Well, that was overall points. So that's okay. combined all splits together. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. Junior would be tops by winning. Yep. So, yeah. So uh, anything on the fixed? You know who's leading the fixed? Is it uh, Abrams uh, still? I haven't looked at that, but it's a lot more competitive. Carlos and I were talking about that uh, earlier. Um, I actually have the same amount of points in both the open and the fixed, but I'm running worse in the fixed because it's more competitive. I think there's more people running it. Yeah, um, I'm going to take a quick check here. I believe it probably should be Michael Abrams that's uh, got that lead here. So, yeah, we got uh, Michael Abrams. Oh, my gosh. Uh, he basically can uh, stop racing if he wants. He's got a huge lead there. Wow. <sighs> yeah. and uh, 1,200 got... almost? Wow. Yeah, over uh, Busa, which is... Uh... No slouch either. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, he's got four more weeks uh, race than Busa, but obviously that's some real good finishes there. So just to give you a little uh, uh, how good uh, Michael's doing here, he's got 56 starts and he's got 23 of those 56 are top fives, which is uh, awfully impressive um, for wow. that. But uh, take a look at Busa there, uh, 38 starts, 11 wins, and 24 top fives. 32 poles. Wow. So, uh, so uh, Matt, um, you're going to hate next week when they put out that cheat. <laughs> Just kidding, Matt. We're kidding. That's a, We're kidding. Yeah, that's a good racer. I've known Matt for a while. <laughs> um, and uh, he's good. Good kid. You know, people so. are going to be watching these fast guys, these pros and stuff, because some of them – been called out in the forums that hey you're not what you are because of this and that things are going to change next week it'll be interesting to see i'll be watching closely yeah it uh it will be interesting but uh yeah i think the i think the good guys are good so i think we're not going to see too much uh changes there all right um let's uh final let's notes kind of, yeah, let's just, yeah, final notes. We've been going on for a while now. So, uh, Mike, why don't, you, why don't you start off? What do you, you want to say? Well, just a few topics I want to hit on real quick before we go. Um, this guy, I, I watched uh, Hutu win again. Gregor Hutu, we've talked about him in the Formula One series. But I was watching this this last week, and Mitchell DeJong, uh, this guy from the U.S. is really putting up a run uh, on Gregor Hutu. And uh, I was impressed. He actually passed uh, on the outside of the La Rouge corner at Spa and uh, on, on Hutu. And it was an amazing pass. And if you want to go find that, I would check it out. But it made me go look up this guy, Mitchell DeJong. And this guy is a real racer. I had no idea. He's in uh, Rallycross. Yeah, he's in Rallycross for Red Bull. And uh, he has an I rating of 8,005. And uh, obviously no slouch. And boy, I just wanted to give a kudos to him for trying to keep Hutu uh, 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 under control there. So That guy's just a freak. Yeah, I just I want to mention something about uh, Hutu. Um, one of my uh, teammates was talking about Gregor. And uh, he's been around... Uh, sim racing for a long time including with the testing and development of iRacing and uh, as you know Gregor's been iRacing for a long time 
or and, and sim racing, I should say, and obviously I racing. So he knows Gregor pretty well. And what he was mentioning is that 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 the peak antifreeze drivers are very lucky that Hutu does not drive in that series. I'd love to see him on the ovals. Yep, because he he says that he would dominate just like he does on the. Wow. Road. Yep. When you're good, you're good. I'd pay to see that. That'd be awesome. Yeah, he is I amazing. Would, yeah. What I would like to see is that you say, "Okay, Gregor, we're going to give you, uh, we're going to give you a, a month's worth of uh, practice here, and uh, then we're going to throw you in the peak and see what happens." <laughs> well, did you ever watch the video on on uh, iRacing of him, the the world's fastest alien? Yes. It's amazing. That's crazy. And didn't even have his driver's license at that point. Yep, how he jumped into a Star Mazda Road Atlanta. And uh, it it took him a little bit. I guess he uh, ended up uh, vomiting the first time. <laughs> yeah, well, there was that. But <laughs> yep. But he but had the then, flu or uh, something, supposedly, too, or something, didn't he? Yeah. But then uh, after after he started getting a little bit more used to it, I guess he was just tense off the off the fast guys that uh, raced the, it was basically Star Mazda's Road Atlanta, so he was just tense off of that. So we're just, we're just talking about a guy who just did sim racing, jumping into a real car, and in not that long, he he was, he, he would have been competitive in real race. Yeah, up to speed. Yep. Now, well, I know, personally, I couldn't do that. I could be sim racing on here for 20 years, and I'll never be able to do that. Well, I'm calling but, it. This Mitchell DeJong guy could be the next Hutu. I mean, he has some amazing talent. Check him out. You're calling it? He's good, man. And like like Carlos said, he's a real race car driver, too. So. All right. I, I believe he's, young. He's, he's a young kid. He's like, what, 15? Oh, yeah? I believe yeah. Gregor's like 20, isn't he? We'll see. Uh, the next thing I want to bring up here is uh, uh, over at uh, YouTube, they've started a new service called gaming.youtube.com. Check it out. You can set iRacing as your favorite game or whatever. And the other day, I, I hopped in team speak. A couple of my teammates were in a race. Uh, I had missed the start. Uh, I, I didn't have the, the content, so I couldn't watch it. So I went to this gaming.youtube.com. I hit iRacing. I hit live. And there's a list of literally everybody who's streaming live on YouTube playing iRacing. And sure enough, I found an in-car camera from some guy in Europe that happened to be in the same race as my teammate. And I was able to watch. Cool as beans. I loved it. It's All like right. Twitch, but better. So uh, actually, Twitch has some competition now. And it'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, uh, if people are moving from Twitch to YouTube or, or what happens. I don't know. I'm eventually going to do that. I think most people will, uh, just because I think you get more eyeballs over at YouTube, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's more well-known, you know, because obviously there's people. Twitch is known as a gaming streaming service, and YouTube is more of a video service where most people say, you know, check out my YouTube channel. So, you know, since it's more popular, it probably end up being more popular in the long run here. But uh, obviously Twitch still has its place. And uh, so as long as they both 
keep making it easier, I think they'll both be uh, competitive. Right. But uh, but we'll see. Uh, was that it? Uh, no, one more thing. Uh, there was this other video uh, that was put up, and we talked about this on the last uh, uh, podcast, the Intel Developers Conference. They had an iRacing uh, uh, on their keynote where they were talking about the new processors for Intel and how you know they're made with iRacing in mind and that kind of stuff. And anyway, a video has come out after our, that last podcast that of that developers conference where it had an interview with David Kramer from iRacing, the founder of iRacing. And I liked it because it was neat to put a face with a name. I've, we've all heard of the guy who works on the tire model and who, own, who you know, founded iRacing. Uh, it was neat to see him, and it was neat to listen to him talk about his vision behind iRacing. And he does in the video. He talks about, why did I start iRacing? He used to be an actual I, uh, race car driver, and he took that and applied it. And and it's kind of neat to hear the vision behind the sim. So if you'd like to check that out, go uh, Google that uh, Intel Developers Conference, and you'll find uh, that interview with David Kramer in the middle of that. Uh, other than that, uh, the only last thing I want to mention was don't forget uh, that iRacing is sponsoring a real event at the Nurburgring coming up on September 18th and 20th. And they have the Sim Racing Expo there. So lots of uh, neat stuff. If you're in Europe, I'd try to check that out. All right, uh, Carlos, it's kind of a big week. You can't be a man of few words this time around. What's your final thoughts? Well, obviously, I'm excited for that Daytona prototype because, well, for one, it looks awesome if you ask me. People don't like the look of it, but I do. And the usual promoting, make sure to visit iRacing Track Guides. That's in Racing Chewy Side on YouTube. That's it. That's all I got. All right, Gary, uh, any final thoughts? No, I just want to thank you guys for having me. I've been listening to the show since I found it and big fan and listen every week. I'll keep listening. And you guys, good luck this afternoon or later on with the truck race. And Carlos, thanks again for that uh, track guide. Yep, anytime. All right. Um, I just want to say that uh, uh, normally I don't look forward to week 13s. And, and a lot of times the updates and stuff, I'm just like, uh, you know, I'll check them out and that type of stuff. But this is the, probably the, one of the first times I'm really looking forward to getting that update, jumping on the sim, checking out and see how the track is, seeing that how the how the marbles are, running up in the marbles. This is probably one of the first really excited moment I've had uh, waiting for an update uh, for iRacing. So uh, um, I'm I'm just you know I think it's a real good time to be in iRacing and and I hope that uh, I hope it's good and I hope everyone enjoys it. And uh, uh, that's it. But otherwise, uh, check us out on Twitter at iRacers Lounge, Facebook at iRacers Lounge, YouTube channel at iRacers Lounge. How about that? It's all iRacers Lounge. And bookmark our website at iRacersLounge.com. Um, and I'll know that the podcast is available on uh, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Spreaker. You can email us at iRacersLounge at gmail.com. Um, 
you can get a hold of Mike or myself uh, through private messaging through the iRacing service. Or actually, you can get a hold of Mike or myself to just through Facebook on messaging if you want to. Um, and uh, so if you want to be a guest like Gary, Gary contacted us, and that's how he's on the show. Uh, you can uh, help. You can contact us, and uh, we'll put you on the show, and you can say whatever you want. You know, so. And, uh, and once you've been on the show, you're welcome back anytime. Yep, and so matter of fact, I, I make sure I keep all the contacts, and I will be asking people back and and uh, stuff. And so, uh, hope you guys enjoy the show, and uh, that's it, folks. Later. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to the iRacers Lounge Podcast. Make sure to go subscribe to us on YouTube, follow on Twitter and Facebook, and SoundCloud. See you on the track.